Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives, here on 97.5 CIOE FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There is a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Hi everybody, this is Dr. Christine Sauer with Healthy Alternatives here on YouTube and as a podcast and radio show. Today, I'm extremely pleased to be with Markus Freudenmann, who joins me from Australia. Markus is the producer of the documentary, Cancer is Curable Now, and the director, a director of the Truly Heal Functional Medicine Academy. Welcome to my show, Markus. <laughs> thank you so much, Christy. And thank you for first time pronouncing my name so well. <laughs> well, it is a German name and I happen to be born there. <laughs> now tell me a little bit about your story. How did you end up in Australia first and then how did you get involved with cancer? Okay. Number one, um, we lived in Germany and our son was born with very, very bad skin eczema uh, right from birth. And uh, that just set us onto our journey. My, my wife is a naturopath, so we started to search and search and search for solutions. And that brought us deeper and deeper into understanding the gut and the skin and the whole body. And it was the, the whole family underwent massive changes during that time. You know, it was just becoming everything more conscious. And um, one day I just, we had a very stressful environment, very stressful job. Everything was pretty intense. So we decided to pack up and go on holiday to New Zealand and never came back. We just stayed there. We just, I went back to sell everything, but we stayed in New Zealand. And um, his skin was healing in a very short time. And so it, it just brought a massive change uh, into our life. And that's when we had a neighbor, a friend that lived just beside us and they helped us. And it was um, on, on this picture behind me, for those of you who can see, um, Jeanette. And it was, it was a friendship that was like recognition, you know, out of previous lives. It was very intense. And um, Jeanette was diagnosed with cancer. And we tried to help. And me as a German pop the builder, you know, um, let's fix this. Let's fix I was it, yeah. searching... <laughs> I was searching for all the illegal treatments that were not allowed in, in New Zealand at that stage and Lietrol and GCMAP and B17 and, you know, mistletoe. And we just dragged everything we found that everybody told, oh, that cures cancer, that cures cancer. I said, if we pile enough of them up and we put them all together into 
um, our program, then we might have a good result. And we did. And Sabrina added supplementation and detoxification and everything, and nothing worked. And it was really frustrating. I was kind of uh, more and more angry, more and more depressed, um, because, you know, when you hear so many, many great stories, and, and it seems to be working for everyone else, but just not for us, it was kind of bad. And then in the end, the doctor became so pushy, so dominant, um, and, and forced chemotherapy, and then she passed away shortly after that. Wow. And that was, you know, like, I don't know why, but it left a huge impact on the family. And we were, we were living on a little farm, and, and it was all just not right. And yeah. I said to Sabrina, why don't, we, why don't we continue our quest and just keep searching? There must be something that you can do when you have cancer. And um, that was actually our start. And then uh, Max Awareness was born. At the first stage, we interviewed um, hundreds of doctors in New Zealand, Australia, and, and the uh, local surrounding. But everybody I came with my camera on my shoulder, they said, turn off the camera. I'm not talking public. And what I say is not going to go on TV. <laughs> it was yeah. like, oh, how am I supposed to build something, you know, like, and put interviews out there. So it was a bit of a, a journey. And at the end, we decided to pack up and take our children and go on a tour around the world and visit the best clinics. And it was planned to be a six-month trip, ended out to be four years. <laughs> we just fell in love with everything and, and shadowed doctors, lived in clinics, um, traveled all of Asia, all of India, Japan, China, then um, all of Europe and, and Mexico, America, Canada, and <clears throat> visited over 100 cancer clinics. Wow. That was pretty enlightening. You know, you learn a lot. Yeah, that's for sure. But everything that you have in mind that you think, oh, this is it, this is it now, and I was still that fix-it mentality, yeah. um, wasn't really turning out to be as easy or as clear-cut. Some patients had results, some patients had not. So it was always kind of difficult to find what is the real thing? And um, many of the treatments that I asked in Germany, I never forget, I was with Dr. Herzog and I said, why don't you use Lytral B17? Why don't you use GCMF? Why don't you have these and these treatments? Why don't you have a Rife machine? And the answer was always like, Marcus, we've tried it. Don't you think if we have a cancer clinic that we try everything possible and we do it for a year, we do it for two years, and check out with different combinations, you know, with more vitamin C, low, yes. uh, more iron, more this, more that. So they, they, they adjust their treatments really significantly to find out if it works. Dentritic yes. cell therapy. Um, and, and he said, we discard everything that doesn't decrease our mortality rate. We just uh, drop it. If it yeah. doesn't work for two years and we can't find it, and it's actually a team of 10 doctors that work together. And they meet every year for conferences and, and share their experiences. And if it doesn't work, we just flag it. And all of those treatments we've tested 20 years ago, and yeah. they haven't changed. So when I heard that, I was actually getting more angry. Yeah. Because when you go and you're diagnosed with disease, what happens? What is the first thing that everybody tells you? Do this and oh. you'll get well. And it's just a lie because one treatment doesn't work for everybody. 
That's it. And, and so, and, and for me, I, I said, I need to find something that works. And I, I never forget, I put that quest out. We will find a way how to treat cancer properly. Yeah. And arrogant as I am, you know, like an architect, no clue about medicine. <laughs> I started with my wife to really put it together. And long story short, when we came to, I, we, we edited the movie and that was a massive work. You know, we yes. had hours and hours of footage. So I cut everything in small portions and then I, I never forget my first edition was about five and a half hours because I thought everything was important. <laughs> yes. And then putting it smaller and smaller, I missed some pieces. And I went to Dr. Rao in Switzerland um, from the Paracelsus Clinic and I said, Dr. Rao, I need a few missing pieces for my documentary. Would you help me to fill those um, and, and talk about them? And I started to ask my question and he said, Marcus, I'm sorry, but you're asking really crappy questions. They, they are all wrong. <laughs> I was like, uh, I've asked them now for four years, so how can you say they're wrong? Yeah. Is it because you're interested in treatments? You're interested in, 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 in modalities that are not relevant for most patients. I don't talk about the disease. I, don't, I actually ignore the disease. I look at what's wrong with the patient. What Very is the, the, the underlying cause? Yes. I have three cancer patients and all three walk in the door and they have different reasons to have breast cancer. Yes. One has massive stress and trauma and, and self-loathing and bad diet and leaky gut and high inflammation. The other one has EBV virus to, combined with mold toxicity and um, let's say some EMF. And the next one is, is uh, detox pathways, has uh, DNA SNPs uh, impaired, has been exposed on the farm to, to um, toxicity. You know, like we have different reasons to be sick and I need to find what's wrong with each patient. What is their deficiencies? What is their infectious load? Do they have co-infections? And as soon as I know, I know what I need to treat because I never treat the cancer. The cancer is... Just, you know, something that appears because the body is not well. Yeah. And that was like the first time I sat there. I never forget. I sat there and thought, shit, how do I ask now questions? I don't know how to ask <laughs> now. And he said, let's just go back tomorrow and, and discuss tomorrow. And, and you have time to, to go through. And it just kept on turning and twisting. And I thought I had everything done. Our academy was finished. Our training academy was finished. Our movie was finished. And you know, you get kind of protective with your own, with your own knowledge. And I thought, I need, I need to edit everything. I need to change everything. That's too much work. <laughs> but we did. I came home after that interview and told Sabrina what the problem was and, and how we approached it from the wrong angle. And she said, thanks God, finally, finally we found it. And we turned everything around, edited the movie new, changed the whole documentary. And it's actually now, our whole functional medicine training is all about course finding. You know, like when you look at the trip and you learn so much, and then in the end, all those treatments don't really matter because if you don't find what's wrong, nothing really changes. Yeah, so that was my Yeah, treatments are always different for each person because everybody's different. So I agree with you. You first have to do a thorough assessment and get to the root cause. And then I should have interviewed you first. <laughs> what they need. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> and, and many doctors, especially in North America, they jump to conclusions. You have that kind oh. of cancer, here's your protocol. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. that, my whole family is now on board. My wife, naturopath. My son is a, a clinical nutritionist and naturopath. My doctor just, a daughter just finished naturopathy. And I'm in that whole business. So our sons do video and edit and, and documentaries. So the whole family gained from those four years a massive passion and uh, a dedication. And we've been pretty intense, you know, like with newsletters and research and, and, and teaching and courses and seminars around the world. So I think we, we start really getting the mind changed, the, the shift happening with people understanding their, their own need to get involved and find out what makes them sick. Now, it is obviously too late for your friend that obviously passed away from her cancer. How do you see it now with other clients? Um, very, very different. We, we have... Um, one of the things that I found, when you go to a clinic and you spend $30,000, $40,000 in, in a cancer clinic, which is the common price, you know, like you find a few which are a little bit lower, but in general, if you have the full lot, it's quite expensive. And I found that a lot of patients go there and it's a good head start. It gives them like a, a, that turnaround that they need for their system, but then they go home and everything deteriorates again. Then they go back to the clinic if they can afford it, and then it deteriorates again. So it never ever stays or goes completely away. Mm -hmm. I haven't witnessed a single person that was cancer-free after three weeks. It's always just a start. And that's when my architectural mind set in, when I said, look, the biggest problem that we have is they might do the right thing in the clinic and they might help, but if the patient doesn't continue at home, nothing works. True. And that's when we started to teach people to do hypothermia at home, to do ozone treatment at home, to change their diet, to live a healthier lifestyle, to detoxify their pantry or their wardrobe or their uh, cosmetic cabinet, you know, like how to pull out all the toxins from the environment, how to inspect at home, how to check for formaldehyde and mold, how to um, check for mold spores in the air, you know, like things, if you have a chronic disease, you need to become aware of your food sensitivities, of your allergies, of your weaknesses, how you suppress your immune system, your sleeping habits. It's just a shitload of stuff, so the many things. whole person, body, mind, and spirit. And I see you address that all in your functional coaching program, which is quite nice. Yeah. I have uh, behind me a little flower power mind map. That's how we started. And I always call it my flower power. That's, that's me, you know, like colorful and beautiful and I made my little memory banks where I remembered oh we need to check for this and check for that and it just started to grow and get more and more involved and then we had oxygen levels and then we had acidity and you know a lot of people think acidity is mostly from their diets acidity is mostly from lack of oxygen you know and so few people talk about it or know and, and you can make such a massive turnaround and change when you start increasing your oxygen levels. Yes. So many things that became more and more clear and that we recognized from several clinics being congruent information was really making a massive difference. And 
So the mind power map that we had, my little flower power map, really changed into a massive mind map. When you unfold even of those tick books, they're five meters long. Every doctor joined in. We had um, a brainstorming session, what would need to be checked, which tests are most relevant, which minerals are crucial, mm. so that you know what to check for. And we divided it into individual departments, you know, like gut health. Everything gut, 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 gut. From the different symptoms to the different problems, the different causes, uh, treatment options, options that work best, everything in one category, and which tests you can do, what kind of stool tests work. So it was like working through the whole body systemically um, to find out how we could find the root cause of the problem. And something that I never expected, it was actually really significant. And let me just go two slides back. Yeah. Uh, Wayne was diagnosed with terminal cancer and sent home three weeks to live. Now, he started pretty much everything there is. Um, he was very, very rich. Um, he is very No, I don't think he is <laughs> rich anymore, but he, he spent a fortune, you know, going from the best clinic to the next best clinic. And nobody could really solve it. And then we did an evaluation with him uh, when I took him to Switzerland, and he had very, very high heavy levels of mercury. can and see that, yeah, arsenic. root canals and uh, fillings. And the big problem is, if you see the second chart on the right, which mm -hmm. is this one here, uh, his DNA SNPs, uh, all detox pathways were impaired. He had only oh. two green, and all the rest was red and orange. So whatever toxin he took, even medication, he could not detoxify. It could not be broken down. And that was pretty significant because he went to some clinics and they gave him oral uh, chemotherapy. And within matters of days, he deteriorated into a very bad condition. So he stopped that. And he became quite aware of what he was doing. Does it improve my health or does it go down? Does it make me stronger? Does it make me feel bad? Sometimes we say Herxheimer, but you know, if a Herxheimer is that bad, it's usually something we are doing wrong. I agree. It should never go that bad. Yeah. So that's really fascinating. How did he make out? He is cleaned. We had several chelation therapies with massive infusions. He had apheresis in Germany, you know, where you pull the toxins uh, with filters out of the blood. Um, that made a massive difference in his case uh, because he could not really. So we learned how about poultices and different clay baths and different detox baths to pull the toxins out. Uh, supporting the liver in the best possible way. His teeth had to be done. He had different metals in his mouth, which caused galvanic reactions. And, Battery. you know, his mercury was off the chart. His gut was completely screwed. He had so many toxins in his gut um, that, that destroyed the gut membrane. So he was put on uh, ozone um, rectal insufflations for um, healing the gut membrane. And it was just significant. It was so beautiful to see all the things that slowly, and that's when I came up with my sentence, when you do the right thing, you will get better. Maybe not all the way, but at least a little bit. So if you do a little bit more of the right thing, then you get even better. And what we found, his teeth were actually the main trigger point. It was like the main part that had to be stopped. And as soon as that stopped, his tumor didn't grow anymore. And, and then we added the gut and the repair and the detox, and all of a sudden things started to shrivel up. 
And that's so beautiful to see. Yes, it is wonderful to see when somebody gets better. Now, functional medicine is practiced, for example, in North America too. What's the difference between your type of functional medicine and what they do in North America? <laughs> Challenge. Okay, a big difference. See, I, I, I signed up with all the other functional medicine schools to find out. And what, I, what, what for me the biggest problem is, every teacher that teaches shows how things are interconnected and how they are all combined and how we need to look at things in, in comparison. But it still lacks the evaluation that, that, you know, going through all the different areas, as a doctor, you know yourself that there is a big issue with what I call a tunnel focus. I have certain things that I learn and then they, I see them everywhere. I confirm myself always that, oh, I'm right. I see the right things. And I go narrow and narrow. That's why we have that specializing factor that um, yeah. people really look at certain things. And when we visited all those clinics, it was a bit frustrating, but we had one clinic really fantastic dealing with mind and stress and trauma and a little bit of diet. And that was it. You know, they added yeah. some treatments to make it viable. The next one was focusing purely on diet and detox yeah. and, and supplements and whatever. But it's so rare that you see one or two clinics that really combine a lot and actually cool. don't treat every patient in the clinic with the same protocol, that they actually sit down first and evaluate. And I yeah. found that, you know, when you spend $2,000, let's say $4,000 maximum with all the tests and they know what's wrong, and yes. you know what to target, and then you address that for half the cost because you don't need all the fancy treatments if it's not relevant. That was what I missed. And that's why I said, for us, our journey has to always stick to the truth. We, we are not here to teach something. We're not here to defend a treatment because I don't care about the treatments if they don't work for people. So what our quest was, to find something that works for everybody. And that's where we came that the evaluation is actually that which makes it work or not. If I take the time and I look for someone's timeline and I see they have been living on a farm, they were exposed to glyphosate, they have complete leaky gut, they have, you know, and from there this and this started and then that started and then they were exposed and then there was trauma and stress. I can see from the timeline really well what the main differences are that I need to address with that person. And as soon as you have that, you actually have a treatment plan. You have, you have all the need, all, everything you need to solve that person's riddle. And that's where I found our passion started really to sink in. And that's really important because uh, I'm working mostly with mental and brain health and it's the same thing. You first have to do an assessment before you start saying, oh, it's this label, you get this medication or this treatment. And I, I'm always amazed that in North America, MDs and NDs are working against each other. I'm both yeah. trained in Germany, but here they work against each other often and it doesn't make any sense to me. It should be all working together for the benefit of the individual. 
And here, so right, we, it's all individual. We need individualized medicine in every area. And I like that you do. I guess, yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I really like that you do that. Yeah, well, I, see, I'm not practicing. I'm, I did coaching for a while because my wife said, you need to learn how to deal with patients. <laughs> I am not patient, so it's a difficult job for me. I'm not, I'm not a, yeah, I, I am caring. I'm very caring, but I'm caring in a different way. If somebody comes and says, oh, I don't like to do that, and do I have to? And I said, look, if you don't want to die, if you don't want to live, that's fine. Just, yeah. just, you know, join the community. We have an overpopulation anyway. So if you don't want to do an enema and, you know, that's fine for you. <laughs> just don't take my time. Right. So I was a bit rough and a, a, a few clients complained that I was too outspoken <laughs> and too direct. But, you know, I always thought I was coming to an interview in Mexico and there was a, a very beautiful doctor and I walked in the door and um, I drove four hours and I was there seven o'clock in the morning for the interview. And um, I, I got there and then he came into the room, looked me up and down and said, you should do a documentary on obesity, heart attack, and um, everything that goes along with that. I'm not working with people who don't walk the talk. Oh. And walked back out and canceled the appointment. And I was like, okay. Shock galore. I walked out into the car. I was angry, frustrated. And then I looked at my co-pilot seat. You know, <laughs> it was like Mars bars and Snicker bars. And, and I thought, ah, you know, like I can't even be angry with him because he's right. So from that day on, my journey turned. It was like such a, a massive slap in my face. And um, they always say, a good gift comes in shitty, shitty wrapping paper, you know, like <laughs> a blessing comes in shitty wrapping paper. He put me straight. He was the first one that was clear, outspoken, direct, putting me to the point. And I actually, in retrospect, say that was what I took as an example of a good coach. Somebody who is not afraid to say things that are inconvenient for people. Because right. let's face it, if you have a cancer, or any chronic degenerative disease, a change is necessary. Yeah. And it needs to be a significant change because otherwise we're moving in the same direction as we did before. And that's why somebody who kicks you out of your rails and, and gives you a little bit of motivation to think about what you do to yourself is often important. So that's my coaching career. I stopped that and I'm now educating the educators. <laughs> but I love that because here we say you can you can lead a horse to the water, you can't make a drink. And that's the truth. And, and I see that sweet too, talk a lot people. of the time, people with cancer, and I said, well, I know somebody that can, can do the assessment. I'm not specializing in cancer. They didn't even contact him. They just choose to continue with chemo, and now they are in the end stages. It's sad, but I mean, that's life. I can't change it. Yeah, and but what you just said. If somebody wants that... to change, let, let me ask you, Marcus, yeah. if somebody wants to change their fate and they want to do things, how can they contact you? Before we log off, I need to tell people how they can contact you. Trulyheal.com. Trulyheal.com. You see it here at the bottom of the screen. Trulyheal.com. Uh, we have free trainings. We have free functional medicine training. We have the documentary for free there. Everything is there. 
uh, lots of information. And from trulyheal.com, you get to the different training sites which we have for PMF, for ozone, for hypothermia, for all the different treatments. Yeah, I looked at some of them and they're really very detailed and very extensive. So I really <laughs> liked what I see and I will certainly share all those links. Now, thank you so much for being on the show. That is certainly a healthy alternative that you are offering and people can do with it what they choose to do for their own person because people are adults. Yes, <laughs> yes they are. And you know what? I met so many people. A disease is something that turns your life around. It's yeah. something that is helping you to become conscious. It's, and what is the main purpose of life? To become conscious. To become yeah. conscious of your own choices. Conscious of your own uh, free will. And it is such a beautiful thing. So disease, in my opinion, I, I ran a workshop for a little while, Loving Cancer. Yeah. And I, an I loved it. It's an opportunity and it brings so many opportunities into your life. And that's why we don't see it as a curse or as something bad. It's actually a warning sign. You're heading in the wrong direction. And mm. the more we appreciate that and the more we turn that into something we use for our betterment, for improving life, the, the, the more fun we will have. And see, I've seen now hundreds of clients get well. We have coaches that sign up for our coaching program. And because they have a disease, so they help themselves. And then they realize all the things that need to be changed. And now they help others. And when you see that, and you see that somebody has their own journey as a, as a story to motivate their work, mm. it, it's phenomenal. It's really it beautiful. Is. So that's a wonderful thought to end the show. Thank you so much, Marcus. It was a true pleasure to have you on the show. And I hope you and your family do very well with trulyheal.com. Thank you so much. And this brings us to the end of today's show. Please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments or suggestions. Or if you'd like to contact me, my email here is christine at communityradio.ca or you can contact me through my website doccristine.com d-o-c-c-h-r-i-s-t-i-n-e dot com I'm always grateful for any feedback. You might not know this, but this is a volunteer-run non-profit radio station and we even have an art gallery. If you're local and you'd like to drop in, we are at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.